welcome to the Simple Minds Podcast, where six mates unpack three topics over a new drink each week. Fuck it, just go with that, we'll fix it if it's... Okay, hi and welcome to the show. It's Matt J. Hannam here and I'll be hosting today's episode of the Simple Minds Podcast. We're going to dig into today two ways you're wasting your time in your business and didn't even know it, uh, inspired by an article from the true Mike Brown. So, who's with me? Conrad. Conrad J. Francis. Conrad J. Francis. <laughs> <laughs> it is J. It is Joseph. Yeah. Ross. Travis. Travis J. Hato. Travis J. John. John. Yeah. Oh, Jacob. Jacob. We're all disciples Jacob here. Jacob P. Moffat. Oh, Jacob Profits. <laughs> <laughs> it's a legit P? No, legit P. Philip. Yeah, yeah okay. Jacob We're doing this. Profit but also Profit. Yeah. <laughs> Justin T. Bourne. What's up? JT. What's a T for again? Thomas? Yeah. And Michael L. Duncan. A bit Lionel. like Samuel You're like L. a Lionel. Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> Lionel. Lionel. Come on. Lewis. 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 E-W-I-S. So Lewis wasn't a saint. So the rest of these guys are disciples or saints. You're the odd one out, bro. Magic Matt. So you're a John as well, aren't you? I'm a John. So we're living the the we could have a last supper here and we just don't invite him. <laughs> him being... Lionel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on the ceiling. I'll <laughs> be yeah, on the roof. Uh, okay, so anyway, uh, what, are we, what are we drinking today? I, I better ask myself that question. Um, so Custard and Co Cider, I believe it's just the original. And I'm not a massive cider person. So, so what you Jacob? Doing? It's a good one. Well, it's a warm day. It's 36 out here in sunny Perth. And I was having a conversation with Justin uh, 90 minutes prior to this. And he said... Mm, Cider sounds good. <laughs> so I because we have I can't recall if we've ever have we ever had a cider. Oh, yeah, we had the, yeah, one of the one. Dave just winched the whole time. Oh, I was right. Yeah, he had a whiskey so. or something. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. shocking. It's the only time someone's not partaking in the drink. That's why he's never been back. <laughs> so I uh, so I wandered on up to the international beer shop and purchased some cider. Oh, that's what I was going There's a cartoon. <laughs> There's a cartoon called Rhubarb and Custard. I had this at the Google. <laughs> 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 I know the theme tune to that. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, it's a brilliant show. Yeah. You guys are too young, but Crackerjack shows. But Running <laughs> Dog. <laughs> Great. Let's <laughs> cheers. I'm thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> I've got short arms. I'm not playing. And long good, pockets. <laughs> good Aussie band called Custard as well. Indeed. That's not bad. Not bad. Refreshing. Made in Tony better than what I remember. Local. I think it's because mm. I've had this one in the fridge for like a year or two. It's nice, and, three. It's nice and cool. Did it what are we well. talking about, Matt? Well, I mentioned earlier, we're talking today about two ways you're wasting your time in your business and didn't even know it. Not by Mike Brown. Uh, this article is written by the true Mike Brown. <laughs> well, who's the difference? <laughs> what the hell? Who's the other Mike Brown? Well, I guess it's a somewhat common name. It is. It uh, is. I, I, he needed to differentiate differentiate himself. A bit like J. A and bit like putting a J in your name, Conrad J. I didn't put it in there. Swaggy J. Francis. You did. The true Mike Brown. What's what's who's Amanda Abella then? Huh? Who's Amanda Abella on this article? Amanda Abella, and then the true Mike Brown is Pixabay. Did not, did the true Mike Brown just do the picture? <laughs> not oh, really? <laughs> oh, are we a bunch of fucking twats? <laughs> <laughs> no, not you, not we. I. 
So in clipping, well, then no one else challenged you, so everyone has just bought what you fucking told them. So in clipping this article into Evernote, clearly that's not. Uh, so are you suggesting that? Thank you, Amanda, for writing the article <laughs> that we're about to discuss today. Amanda, I'm so sorry. I'll be reaching out to you. The personally. true Amanda, the true Amanda, hug and kiss. The true Amanda. But you know what? Here. Thank you, Mike, for the great caricature that you well, drew. It's a, it's a great image, yeah. and um, the true Mike Brown. And thank you, uh, Evernote. Or not quite clipping. The article did have the article did have lots of like blocks of ads and lots of shit. It was a it was a challenge. So I will uh, anyway. Let's let's get into the real conversation. Wasting fucking time. Wasting time. Talking about wasting time. About wasting time. That's right. Whilst wasting time. So the article goes to say: Look, a common theme the author (laughs) sees with business owners is how wasting time leads to basically a struggling business. Uh, and by wasting time, they don't just mean wasting time on tasks, but also wasting time by taking too long to make decisions. The quote that was raised, I guess what led to the article, was the quote that was heard on a podcast, money likes speed. And the idea is that struggling businesses are struggling precisely because they're hung up on miniature uh, items, they don't move fast enough, and as a result, they waste time. Two examples of that is taking too long to make decisions and focusing on perfectionism. Kind of can almost be looked at as the same thing mm. at times. But I, I saw the article and, and certainly the quote, money like speed, and I, I definitely uh, <laughs> have seen examples of this in, in my business all the time. I mean, money, money flies out of my wallet all the time, man. Okay. Well, let's start with you, Conrad. So money like speed. Money loves speed. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the only do you exam- operate at what the speed of light? I don't. I don't have problems making decisions. I'm probably too fast in some respects, um, and create a lot of fucking mess, and then have to clean it up. But um, and I was, and, and that's a. a you know, I remember my mum was trying to make some decisions when dad passed away, and she was having a problem because dad made all these decisions for her. Um, and so I taught her how I make decisions real quick. I just get a coin out and I went go to flip it, and usually. Your, your gut's telling you the answer you want or right before you flip it or as it's landed and you don't want to see the answer. So I did that with mum a couple of times and she got really uncomfortable because I was making decisions really, really fast for her. Um, but to talk about the article, I had a staff member resign two weeks ago, um, largely because he was chasing perfectionism and wanting to perfect everything he was doing. Um, and in doing that, wasn't working through the situation or the... the, 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 the um, the transactions fast enough and just got himself bogged down which caused frustration with him so I, I do get it I'm, I don't necessarily experience it a lot um, and I, I don't know I do waste time we all do but um, not in the context of what that article talks about interesting I don't I was just going to say just like you don't quit no you don't quit <laughs> anything doesn't waste time I think I, it makes I think, decisions I think, I think it's pretty obvious that I don't quit is it is it okay to acknowledge every now and then you do waste time? I, 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 do just, it, I, I don't think I waste time in the in the def- definitions that they put it. I don't have anything I procrastinate on too long. Um, I don't know, I'll challenge you on that because I think everyone does. Like, I think to, to a certain extent, like I, I think I I move quite quickly as well. But then there are things that like will just become stagnant, and I I struggle to make a decision on. I, after reading your um, article, Matt, that you put around from the true Mike Brown. Um, yeah, it made me reflect and I was like, well, what things do I 
you know, do procrastinate on. And I couldn't really pinpoint it in, I don't know, it's just something that either doesn't have a deadline or doesn't really matter. And I think the perfectionist thing definitely comes in. So I think, I don't know, I think it, it's a little bit of... No, no, you, you're right. You, you are right. We all, we all procrastinate. We all waste time, all right? And where I, where I probably do do it a lot, well, no, I lied, yeah? I know I do do it. I invest a lot of time in people, as you know, right? Yeah. So I, I probably do, and I know I do, spend a lot of time in, in some stages flogging a dead horse in, in, in this staff member's um, situation. I probably knew that he was never going to get it, but I saw in him what he didn't necessarily see in him. So I probably wasted time there. I probably should have cut him earlier and served him better. So that's that's a real example, and I know I wasted time there. And, but mon- and money? So yeah, you, you always can- do, because they're salary employees. So, yeah, yeah, you do, without a doubt. And I know it's because I always... And then I say this to people, the, the most frustrating thing in life is actually seeing the greatness in, other, in a person that they don't see themselves. And it is still a continued frustration for me. And in that, like, that's a really good example. Like Most of us, all of us here have employed uh, staff and or contractors on many occasions. How often do you think that you could put your hand up and say, look, I, I let go of them at the right time? Or did you, like me, let go of them... Let, let them go much, much later than probably what you should have. And in that situation, as you've just said, Conrad, it's cost you time and money um, and opportunity cost. Yeah, for sure. And well-being. Yeah, and for well-being. sure, yeah. yeah. The mental side of it, I think, is one of the major impacts yeah. on me personally or when you when you come down to something like that. I, I can argue that I've done the same thing in relationships. Um, yeah, would I probably outstayed my welcome in the, those, in, in, in the relationships I've been in uh, where I probably should have called a called a spade a spade and and manned up and probably walked out. I probably wasted time there too. But like I said, within business, I think the most thing is, well, just in life, I think I do spend time with people and I am probably waste more time with people, unfortunately, because I just want to see them get to their potential. That, is that wasting time, though? When they don't see it themselves, Mike, it has to be. But is that not why you're – is it a challenge for you to – It's a challenge for me to get better to with let spending them the time. see what's happening. <sighs> It's and a, a frustration on yourself then that they then don't see the... Yeah, yeah, it is a frustration. But, I mean, it's, it is all for me, though. I mean, the, yeah. the, what I should be recognising in those situations are, you know, am I spending enough time with the people that want to spend the time with and want to do the work on themselves versus why am I flocking a dead horse over there? So you need to get better at seeing that quicker, I suppose, yeah. and sort of yeah. making that decision. But you, they might see that in five years' time and then make that dramatic change. Yeah. Yeah, so it's never lost time, really. Potentially. Yeah, I don't think time is ever truly wasted. You're, you never deliberately set out to just spend your kind of precious time doing something that's not valuable. However... I don't know, mate. It's <laughs> blunt you've smoked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I hate it has before the show. <laughs> but it, that time always serves you in some way. Like, if you're... If you know you've got a big task you've got to do, and I know I'm certainly guilty of it, but you then spend that time on smaller, smaller jobs within the business. Or for me, it might be training out the gym floor, or taking a perusing, perusing, you know, taking a moment to spend 10, 15 minutes on Instagram or something. That time serves you as leisure. It serves you as a bit of a, a break. Like I would disagree. No. <laughs> Like on the statement, I think that's where you is that where you're laughing as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because it can't always, it doesn't always serve you. 
like how does perusing on Instagram serve you? If it's if you're defining it as specific leisure time, i.e., having a break between something, but if you're sitting there and you wanting to achieve X, Y, and Z, or you have responsibilities in X, Y, or Z, and you're sitting there perusing, not doing that one thing, how is that serving you? It's not serving the bigger purpose, but in that moment, it's still not serving you. The desire to take a step back and like procrastinate is greater than the desire yeah, to. It's serving you in a negative way. It's not serving you in a positive way. That's for sure. Is it disserving you? So that's not serving you. It's serving a purpose in that moment, like, and the purpose is to play within your comfort zone. And it's not serving you. It's it's allowing you to play. I mean, you can't you can't, you, you can't serve if the, if the purpose is. That's why you have disservice as a word. So it's serving you if you want to waste time. Yeah, if you're purposely wasting time, it's serving you. If you're not purposely wasting time, it, it's not serving you. Yeah, it's distracting you. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Especially if you don't get back to what you're meant to be doing. I mean, if you start perusing and then are self-aware enough to go, fuck, what am I doing? What am I doing? Let's get back to it. And you hit it harder, maybe it's serving you a little bit. But if it's just, as you said, Justin, just wasting time. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to call a spade a spade. I mean, you can't you can't play. And, 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 and to get movement, and this is what we allow ourselves, or the stories we tell ourselves, uh, which is a big thing today. I did a meditation that talked about the stories we tell ourselves. Uh, and it's massive. The stories we tell ourselves create the reality that we live in. Okay, so if, if, if uh, Jacob believes perusing the Instagram or whatever he peruses is serving him, <laughs> then great. Right, great. Yeah. We, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, no, you know, if, I, that, and that's where I said, you know, if it's so taking from something, which then is deserving you of the... the if the you greater. should be doing something else. Yes. If you should be doing something else, and this is in the context of this article, right? If your business is dictating that you should be doing something to drive your business and you are playing on fucking social media and you're not driving business from that, you are wasting time. Yeah, 100%. A great example is, and many of us, we've all got, had this in a situation, is where there's, there's something that you probably should proactively raise with a client. And rather than jumping on and making that communication quickly, you just think, oh, like, we'll, we'll fix that later, we'll do that next time. And you end up, like, you know, the, the problem either fragments further or, you know, you lose the, the power and the frame to go and change, you know, a situation that happens, I think, all the time. Um, and, and often I think it's just... But is that time-wasting or is that that you're actually afraid to tackle well, the it issue? Is, it is against potentially the goals you're trying to achieve because if you're not... I think, I think what it is, it's, it's not wanting to have a difficult conversation. Yeah. Is that pretty much the, every, every one of these things, whether it's a staff member, you know, whether it's a client, whatever it is, either you're not wanting to have a difficult conversation with someone else or you're jumping and perusing Instagram because you don't want to have a difficult conversation with yourself. Or you don't want to make the phone call or send the email. Yeah, do or, the difficult or, task. Yeah. Because, so, but it's usually that, a confronting challenge with another person. Well, yeah. So, yeah. You sit, so you sit on Instagram, it's more comfortable, it's whatever, it serves that. It serves the purpose of not doing what you should be doing, which therefore disservice you. But yeah. I mean, I do it all the time. Like This is probably one of my biggest weaknesses and downfalls is not making the decisions and, and the perfectionism piece. So a recent example was um, we're hosting a two-day conference over in Sydney, an industry event. And I, um, it's called Unimagined. And I announced this back two or three months ago in, um, in Vienna on stage. 
I announced it there, which kind of thrust me into the external accountability. I had cold feet as well and wasn't sure about announcing it there. And then I come back and I did nothing about it for like two months. And I lost a lot of ground. Um, And then I went to go to launch and announce this further to build up a pre-registration kind of campaign. And I sat on this for too too long, and I remember having a meeting um, here in um, this office um, with Matt and his team who were helping out with the marketing, and I was waiting on a logo. So the reason that I was, um, didn't do anything on this thing is because I wasn't happy with the logo I had put together. I took too long to invest to make a decision around the investment price, so I could have had the logo done and designed by the time I got back from, from Europe. I didn't want to spend the, the money because I was like oh, hedging and... Um, all of this and and I think in the one night the next day after this meeting I had something put together I had the announcement I had the landing page we had everything in within 24 hours after two two months of just bullshit announced it even though the logo was a week away so the, the logo was coming a week later ended up announcing it with the old logo and then just ended up re-updating it with the other logo later on and for the most part no one even cares and no one even noticed and who gives well, a that, shit? Well that's what most decisions are about right it's making a decision take the action iterate it if you need to. Yeah but I sat on it for, for two months because I was waiting for the logo. But you were using the logo as the I excuse. I was using the logo as the excuse yeah. because of my perception outwards in the brand and yeah. blah 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 stupid stories and within 24 hours after going fuck it Got it launched, and we had like 200 registers in like a week, um, and another it um, mattered. I ended up making another decision when I posted it, which screwed me over anyway, um, which got me into some other mess, um, which now I'm in another situation where I have to make a decision about that thing. Um, so let's make it. Is it. Can we toss a coin on it? You can <laughs> probably toss a coin on it, but uh, I wouldn't toss a coin. But again, it's a tough... Uh, tough decision, and maybe I'm sitting on is it. it is it really long. a tough decision? Uh, it's not. Or is it, it, it just a story change? Sorry, oh, no, it's not. I think it, I think you know the answer. It's I, know the, I know the answer. It's just whether you, I got to weigh up the second and third order consequences. And, and okay, and in weighing those up, the, the framework that we use in the dialogue we use, calling it a tough decision, is it really a tough decision? I think the outcome is so unknown that makes it the tough decision does it really matter maybe it's important uh, not tough in the short yeah it's probably important it's probably a better way of doing it the short term ramifications which I don't, like, so- I don't like the, I don't like the tags I just make a fucking decision you, you're not it's not life or death mate no it's not it's not life or death so but it's an important it's an important decision I don't even know if it's an important decision. Are you That's using not. anything like the logo as a as a? Are you using something that you're waiting for as an excuse? No, no, no. This current decision is Go um, on, put it out there. Sorry. Go on, put it out there. Is impactful. It's a feud between individuals, and essentially I have to pick sides. Pick it, um, and that has ramifications in the short term and potentially the long term, and I have to weigh those up. Well, put put the context back to what the conversation was we were talking about with the discussion about my business going at the start of this right I had to pick a point in the, little, in, in the sand where I had to push forward I had to decide to front the fuck up alright this thing's been going on for too long and I think make a stand I, was, and I think that's where it gets to right and I think I know where it's at it's just one of those things where I don't know it's like you kind of 
how many of you sat with a decision and you asked three or four people first? Like, oh, what do you think about this? Or what do you think of it? Does anyone, I don't know if anyone else does that, but yeah. I do that. And you kind of get some guidance and, and thoughts and, and you're kind of weighing it all up. And yeah, maybe deep down you do always know. And you I, know you know. I already know. But it's just whether you bite the bullet because same with the employee thing. I've been in a similar situation recently. Didn't make a decision quick enough and that burnt money. Again, it's that. But your gut un- tells you, man. Unknown. Component. Beyond the gut, right? Beyond the gut. It's Jur- journaling. How how often do you feel like, oh, this is a really close decision? I don't know what, if you guys have done this, but many times I'll just get a piece of paper, line down the middle, <laughs> pros and cons. plus, pros and cons. minus. Oh, Not no. even SWAT or any, just plus, yeah. minus. You start writing and you're like, oh, shit. Hang on. 75% of things I've written are on one side. I, I knew this. Never do it. I just put the coin out. Well, it's the same thing. No, it's, it's just not. Going you're, into you're just trying to logicize your intuition. Yeah. Your gut's telling you already, guys. What about the way you're framing? You're fra- all fucking alchemists. You know that. The way you're framing the question, you're saying it's this guy against this guy. Is it? Is that, is that the no, full it's not. thing? It's like, not. I mean, it's a story, man. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah. And the story ain't real. And can't you use the creativity aspect nah, to look at it? It is legit. I'm in a position to pick one out. Yeah, but no, the, it's legit. Yeah, wow. but yeah. but it, it is what it is. You pick in a story, yeah. right? Whatever happens, happens. Look, it's 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 a, such a silly situation. The fact that I'm even in it is ridiculous. So you've um, got to get over it and gone. Yeah, and I have to think about the, the the long term. But you know, it's just fascinating. Like through these things over the last few months, I've come to realize as well how long. Yeah, we sit on sit on stuff, and even emails that sit in the inbox for way too long. <laughs> You know, like the last the last week or two, you know, this last week I've changed my mentality around, uh, I guess, approaching that. And I've had more momentum, more action, more everything. So with this whole conference thing within the week, um, I've, I mean, it's been maybe two weeks worth of effort, but I've secured three sponsors. We've sold some tickets. We've announced it. Things are moving. Everything's delayed. But the, the amount of time you just sit on. Are oh, you using this, though, this. as an excuse not to go forward with other aspects of it? No. No, I'm not. Is it uh, stopping you from doing other stuff? No, I'm not roadblocked at the moment okay, by the decision. Cool. So, but you have been. Uh, I have been. Yeah. Yes, that is correct. Um, and again, it was an uncomfortable conversation that I had to have. So again, it's I guess almost every time there's a big decision, there's always uncomfort on the other side, and it's that piece of being comfortable with the uncomfortable, and you got to keep pushing through that. And I guess that's where the speed, the speed loves sense. money. It's not, it's not life or death, bro. Do you think um, self-doubt comes into a lot of those decisions? Sure. So, to talk about self-doubt, yeah. good point. Self-doubt comes back to self-love, all right? It's respect of self, all right? And when you're going up, so you, and you're clearly going to another level with this, you're clearly challenging yourself at another level. So, therefore, in challenging yourself, you're questioning yourself. Yeah, so... And you've just got to go deeper in yourself. And so, like, in some of the earlier stages, which I'm now overcoming, is, like, putting myself out there in this thing was a big deal, which is, again, why it took two months... The logo was another excuse because it's it's going to another level of uncomfort. Um, uncomfort. Yep. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot involved, and I think you know, Matt, you obviously went through a similar experience recently. Um, I think staff is a great one that we always um, go through as well. It's great to cut your teeth on one. You hold those decisions, and the I think, like I was saying, yes, I think you and I kind of are having a conversation. The more you put yourself, like. This tough phone call that I had 12 or 18 months ago, I would have like, I would have procrastinated on the phone call for probably a good month. Yesterday, you know, I made it happen and you just almost become numb. I would have had butterflies. I would have been nervous. I would have been like, 
scared and like you just almost become numb to sometimes these uh, conversations and the more and more you you do it which i guess allows you to make the decisions faster and faster and faster um but it's just crazy this what is the situation teaching you or what are the people teaching you that's what i would sit with yeah because that's exactly where it is at the moment what is it teaching you about you and then, and then it becomes who you want to learn from. I think it's a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah that one. So, yeah, don't. <laughs> you look like you were trying to get an answer. <laughs> no, I'm thinking. I'm like taking it in. I'm but like, yeah. going back to your logo piece, yeah. um, it's funny. Everyone can probably count on their fingers and toes the amount of times you've spoken to a new business person, and they go, "Oh, I can't launch this yet because I haven't got oh, my fuck. Yeah, I haven't right. got my business cards, or I haven't got my logo done, or I haven't got my website." Uh, I, yeah, I, I just think that's pretty funny. And, and the amount of times you you hear that person telling them that story to themselves because they can't do something because yeah. something's not in line as well. Like going back to your, your event, like he, at what point is everything going to be perfectly in line for you to then pull the trigger or are you going to find something else? It never will be. And it right? never will be. And, and we're pushing through it. Like I don't even have a website. <laughs> you know, like we're updating the landing page at, at the moment, a single one, which is pretty average. Um, to launch this premier event that people are paying up to five five hundred bucks to a thousand bucks for a ticket, and we just got an Eventbrite page launched, and it doesn't fucking and, matter. And, um, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it really, it really doesn't. But we sit on shit for so long. Yeah, business cards or the logo. My logo's changed twice, I think, in in having my business. No one, yeah, mine no is. one gives a shit. Matt, Mike will probably hate me saying this, but when, when I get asked where would you spend five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars when you're starting up a business, I said. Find the people you want to be working with and go and buy them lunch and sit with, sit with them. Pay whatever you need to sit around the best people in your industry to learn from them. They yeah. said, well, what about my business card? What about my co- with, with comp slips? said, fuck it. Go and spend time with people. With comp slips? When did they Woo-hoo. ask you this in the 80s? <laughs> now, well, I have real businesses, mate. <laughs> hey, Conrad, use the, um, the coin technique to make I decisions. I love that. I, I, I do I do, do the coin but the, Siri helps me out I don't even need yeah. the coin anymore Siri does it <laughs> that's pretty cool the <laughs> the other one that I like to do like to ask myself to if you're battling with the you know if you're not as cutthroat as Conrad you can just do the the, um, I, the I coin think, I was going to go but on dates with people ask yourself ask yourself what is the worst case scenario so if you make this decision like what's the worst thing that can happen alright so say if you go you oh yeah you're looking between two options and one's you make five grand and the other one's you lose a grand or whatever. Like, Go the five. What's the worst case scenario? Like, is that really that bad? Or is it if you're running and your shoes fall off, like, what's the worst case scenario? Your feet get cut up. But if, no you, lose, if you lose a thousand to make five, is that what you're trying to say? No, I'm just saying, like, what's the worst case scenario yeah, no, of that's the decision a great, that you re- make? It's reverse engineering the conversation. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a great way of going yeah. about it. So then, you know, if you are telling yourself that bullshit story all the time and you go, well, if I do start this business, what's the worst case scenario of what I'm doing? All right, it's a side hustle at the moment. I'm still working five days a week as an accountant. You know, what's the worst thing? Oh, I've lost a little bit of time. You know, maybe some time with my family. Is that such a bad thing in a six-month period, whereas I could build something that I could work for myself for the next 10 years? That's the best-case scenario. But what's the actual worst-case scenario to it? That I, I ask yeah. myself a lot. No, that's, that. a great, that's a great way of doing it. And I, I have used that technique before, yeah. and I encourage my guys to use that technique because just flipping a coin is pretty pretty, pretty rough. But, yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a very studious way and a very mature way of doing it Travis that's, that's, that's not like me it's the that's dad the coming out of you mate the dad yeah <laughs> but it, and, and you typically find that 
the worst case scenario never happens. Um, exactly. It's rarely the it's case. It's always worse than you think it's going to be. Yeah. It's better than what you think it'll be. Bullshit stories. Like the, you always make it sound worse than it's going to actually yes. be. Like that's the pro- exact process I used. I came to breakfast with you guys probably six months ago about having to let a team member go. Um, it's something I've been sitting on for probably 12, 18 months, like not long after they started more or less that I just realized they're not, they weren't a good culture fit. They weren't good for the brand and the culture and the team. But... I kind of sat on it for a while, thought, no, I'll give them a chance. I'll, I'll let them continue. Maybe they'll change. A lot of the kind of old stories because I didn't want to have that hard conversation. It wasn't until I had a huge body of evidence that they were looking to, they were they're planning and were going to begin their own business. That was essentially a direct competitor that I thought, now I've got sufficient weight behind this decision for me to be cool with making it. However, had I trusted my gut, 12, 18 months before that, we would have saved a whole lot of money. The culture would have been improved long ago. And very pretty much in the four or five months since we've made that decision, like a full 180 flip in several team members. Everyone's happier. Members are happier. The, the culture's better. Finances are improving. Everything has changed since that tipping point, and I just wish we did that earlier. Does anyone... Um, what I have found fascinating, and particularly of late, we make decisions pretty quickly when we're forced to and I remember Sam Cawthorn on the on the show talked about obviously you know ways of moving forward lighting the fire and creating like artificial fire another col- a friend of ours shared how he only had 150 bucks left in his bank and made some fucking decisions finally and went out and and then took action again wasn't focusing on the perfectionism took some action and got some amazing results um only when the fire was was there, and I think my problem has always been in the past. When the fire is there, then you finally make that. When it's actually hurting, uh, um, you know. How do you? How can you avoid that? Or alternatively, how do you um, stop the the bleeding? I you, guess, you can or, avoid it. You or can create avoid. artificial fires. Well, I guess you could say. You can avoid it, right? And I think you guys discussed Edison a few years back, a few episodes back in relation to um, how he stayed in his creative genius space. But the the way you avoid that is by creating a great, massive purpose vision statement, you know, aiming for the fucking absolute moon and believing in that. That's what drives you forward. Now, there's other ways you can trigger yourself to move in, and that's, you know, how, how you remunerate yourself or how you reward yourself along the way. Now, there's ways you can trigger that, but the biggest thing is making sure that you believe in what it is you're going to deliver. I think what Jacob said before about the gut feeling as well, people don't rely on their gut anymore to, no, to make decisions. Intuitive state. That's we're what we're yeah. disconnected from that feeling. I agree with you. So, if you, I mean, imagine if everybody in the world just went on the gut feeling. I reckon we'd be in a pretty good place. Well, I, I shared with you guys this morning something that one of my guys, uh, William, well, one of my mentors and an author, William, shared, um, which, which I like his stuff, particularly when he's in... Uh, in the fly of running a course, um, and he said here, no matter how well you can swim, if you're swimming against the current or rip, as we say in Australia, you're not going to get anywhere fast. In terms of consciousness, there are certain misconceptions that will impede your growth and success as surely as any rip in the sea, no matter your gifts, talents, abilities, or drive and determination. Chief amongst these these misconceptions are tension is bad. Tension is the fact Tension is, in fact, an essential creative force as well as a powerful tool for self-awareness. You have to understand and have everything worked out. In truth, not knowing 
is the starting point of super conscious wisdom. Conditions have the power, not you. In fact, you always have the power, including the power to give conditions the power. If you want to be free, notice the existential rules that, are, that the general population live by and throw them away. I like that little bit at the end. But this is what I'm saying. What we're talking about, we're thinking conventionally when the truth is we already have the power, but we're giving people that we don't know the power. Or, or logos or, or whatever, whatever it is. the power. You know, own the fucking power. Make the decision, accept the, the outcome and move forward. And this is why I really am, you know, and I love what Travis said because I do use that technique, but why I love coming back to the coin is because the coin fine-tunes my gut. It lets me get to that you point know, of feeling. You, you bef- already fucking you know. You know, I, I 100% agree with you, Conrad. I use the coin, and it's been introduced from the holy master himself. <laughs> uh, I agree. So 100%. Like the coin's tapping into the subconscious, yeah? yeah? It's making a decision yeah. go boom, straight yeah. out, and it's coming from behind, yeah. not from not from the head. It's because from why fuck around? Gold. It's gold. Why yeah. fuck around and tell yourself all these stories when you can simply flip a coin and you already know the answer that you want? Well, this is what we're talking about with numerology and stuff like that. You use this sort of stuff just to... Friggin' change the consciousness, move forward, go to different areas. I'm, I'm, yeah, and I'm trying to keep you guys in the loop as to the tools I use. Um, We're in the loop. Thanks, Conrad. You're not sceptics. Hey, um, just not to go away from you, C-Razzle, I apologise. But-, <laughs> no, but, but before you go there, cause yeah. but I just want to say that coin thing is not mine, right? That coin thing came from a story of King Solomon, and um, there was a story in the King Solomon's journals of some of this wise leader who had to decide whether a child was belonging to one woman or another. And he went to slice the child because he could make the decision. And right before he sliced the child, the mother cried and ran away. And he awarded the child to the to the to the mother. That's how he determined it. And that's how I. So that's a, that's a biblical story. Um, I just probably butchered it, but that's effectively the story. <laughs> so this is a story of the true Conrad Francis. Pardon the pun. You just yeah. probably butchered, butchered it. it. I didn't butcher the baby. Hey, um, Matt, you brought the topic, so obviously it's been playing on you for a little while, or or something going yeah, on there. Come on, mate. Sure. Oh. Drop some bombs. Yeah, no, look, there's not really a lot of bombs to drop. I, I, I saw the article and I thought... The we chatted thing. yesterday. There's some things you're procrastinating on. Well, I think I'm in the wrong podcast, because isn't this about perfectionism? Well, That's all I would... Both. I didn't go on down the path of... <laughs> well, there's only... Join the conversation, but... There's only about ten words that you need to be looked at. Some of them are focusing on perfectionism, the other bit's taking too long to make decisions. But no, I think... I definitely have and do. Uh, I certainly do around um, staffing and resource matters on probably both sides of the equation. Vision. So, Let's talk vision. Let's talk vision. Okay. Sure. Why? <laughs> okay. Well, let's go to Mike the why. Just left well, the let's room. Go to the I don't. I know what we do, and I, I know what our mission is. I don't know how I intend to manifest that into the size scale of the operation that I'm building. And what that looks like over the next five years, ten years. I don't have a five to ten year goal. But why not? Are you not procrastinating on that? Yes. Why? I'm using just like the logo piece. I'm using other other items to create busyness. And, and, the, and, the, and the truth is, you can fucking say something today, and it can change tomorrow. Hmm. And like I keep saying to people, unless the decision is to either jump off a cliff and kill yourself, or jump in front of a bus and kill yourself. You're going to get the opportunity to remake that decision. Yeah, I also sometimes think we get too hung up on vision and, and, and why as no, well. No, I wasn't going down the vision because I want to know, but it's a decision that you've got to make to go somewhere. Otherwise, you just meander nowhere. Yes. 
Yeah, just decide on something, yeah. and it could change. But we get some. We procrastinate on the whole idea of trying. Such a big, or it needs to be perfect. Or vision. Yeah. Yeah, it needs or to be a perfect vision, or sound good, or being as one sentence, or I yeah. don't know. It's but it's got to be something because it's 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 important that that drives you right. And like we come back to what's going to stop you from procrastinating, or what's going to stop you from not making those decisions is not being big enough or believing in it enough. And that's where the problems all exist. Because you don't have that pull. You have this pull. You know, why, would, why would you go to your phone and go on Instagram? Because you either don't want to or you don't believe in. That's it. I think a big thing that often holds me back from taking decisions or, or taking action on that perfectionism piece is just the expectation that it has to be a certain way I, I think every time I look at like Gary V's content for example I go oh he's made a spelling mistake there this is a bit pretty pretty shit content like it's pretty simple it's just chopped up from here I take his stuff and go he just goes throws stuff at the wall and just sees what sticks and it's just action 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 and then like you said Conrad iterate it change it adjust it but if you wait until you've got that perfect logo if you wait until you've got that perfect product to launch if you wait until often the best way to do it is put it out to the market and let them tell you for sure how to improve it because you're only one piece of the puzzle you've got to put it out there and kind of get the feedback well people look at perfectionism or something perfect and it's an impossible task to get there because they, they'll see something like Gary Vee's content right and go okay I'll try and do that I'll try and replicate that and they don't realize how fucking hard it is how much suffering you need to go through to get to that perfect point. They think yeah. perfectionism can mani- manifest really quickly, which is just impossible. It. And it often happens with my marketing where I'm like, I know I've got to deliver this ad or put together this thing, and you sit on, I've got to get the perfect image, I've got to get the perfect video, I've got to make the perfect copy, I've got to make sure I target That takes the work if you audience. want that. It's a fucking shitload of work. I've got to, to link this in this way and get all the... The, the backlinks and all the, the funnel linked up perfectly but waiting on for all the kind of chips to align is what stops you whereas at the moment I'm just like just put something out there get some feedback adjust it I don't think there's anything wrong in trying to create something that's perfect you want it to be good to enough degree, you're not just going to put shit out there but you've essentially got to put something and realise it's hard to do like realise it is hard to get something to that that's point. good enough is better than something work. that's perfect but not delivered I've seen this quite a bit lately with some clients in that we, we do what we do we'll post some content on their social profiles and then the idea is that they can clearly put some stuff up there themselves and, and they will and to the majority of people there's not a lot different in what they've done versus what we've done but they will get 0% engagement compared to the other piece of content. And it's just that, that time and skill. And, but when without learning that, like you, can't, you can't just mimic what Gary puts out. You've got to do it over and over and over and over With and over a team again. of 12 people yeah, as until, well. Yeah. Until you get yourself there. And I, I looked at that, and I, that was a really good example because same feed, same everything. To ma- the majority of people, the content wasn't that different, but it was enough. And, and I'll, so I was going to run that question to you, Mike. How do you see perfectionism as an issue in the creative industry? 
It's an interesting one because the, the way I look at perfectionism is through the client's eyes. So I want to get to a stage that the client sees it as perfect. Because, I mean, if I see something as perfect because I'm in that creative space and I know, like, from the pixel to the to everything, I could probably spend, I could procrastinate forever to get to that perfect spot. My perfect's probably up here. Client's perfect's probably down here. So we try and kind of maybe get a in-between yeah. and, and hit a really good run. So I'm not a perfectionist. How do you um, know when to stop? Probably when the fires start. Like... <laughs> Like when when the little bits start coming in, when you get that feedback, stop and fucking move on. That's no, that's probably no, no. where. I mean, like when you're creating something, like and you've got you've got a level of the client expectation. I'm, I'm, I, I, use, I do use my gut a lot. Yeah. Like I, I know where, you, where I'm where happy do you draw with that it. Line? Yeah, I, I feel if I'm happy with it or not, and I trust I trust that enough yeah. to to move on. Um, and I mean, you know, fingers crossed, touch wood, it's it's worked <laughs> it's worked so far. So. As an example, like I've read the audiobook or the like autobiography of Leonardo da Vinci a couple months ago, and he was probably many consider him to be one of the greatest artists of all time. However, yeah, he was he also write an autobiography. No, no, no. Uh, sorry, biography. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he did a little bit. There's seven thousand pages of his notes. And yeah, stuff a shitload like of his journaling. But, yeah, um, sniper Conrad Francis. <laughs> no, I, no. I, if there was one, I haven't read it. I'm just, I'd be pissed yeah. myself. A lot of it is his own. Um, journaling and notes but it's been put together by um, Walter okay. Isaacson I have to go have a look at it but oh, he was, Walter Isaacson it's yeah. really good I'm listening to it just now it's good but and, but he was also probably one of history's greatest procrastinators ah. and non-finishers he ah. almost he only finished about two to three commissioned pieces like he no would, no he started he only had three commissioned ones and he didn't finish any he finished yeah. one of them and not two That's of them yeah, like, a lot of statues don't have any arms and heads anything. <laughs> He went back for like 20, 30 years and just put a little, another brush stroke, another <laughs> little bit, and would just sit on just taking the piss. He just, he'd never finished. Paid by the hour. Never, <laughs> they'd be chasing invoices. They'd be saying, hey, we've got to, we can't pay you for this. And you just be like, oh, fuck you then. I won't finish it. Like, um, but that was because he was just such a perfectionist and just wasn't ever able to see anything. as That's crazy. crazy. Um, so you've got to find a balance between getting stuff out that's good enough. If you want to get paid for it, because he didn't, of course, he yeah. clearly didn't give a shit. But not, and I, and I look at like Gary Vee's content. I look at some of the industry leaders in the fitness world, and they've got these great videos. They've got videographers. They've got content. And it's kind of looking at those people and going, "That's what I would like to be eventually." But not judging yourself against that standard, because then you'll never put it out there. Every time I take a video of my class on my iPhone, I'm like. You're putting, course, you're man. looking at Gary's V V stuff, saying it's really easy, it's really quick, and boom, boom, boom. But fuck, there's twelve people working twenty four hours a day on that shit. Well, yeah, go back to Gary V when Gary V was your size, and then you were playing apples with apples. And I, I keep about I, twelve. I keep well, coming go back, back to the first episode of Wine Library TV. Yeah, yeah? dodgy ass. I think like, it's it's, it's yeah. ridiculous. I think the, the the things that we do and we will compare ourselves to um, are not apples and apples, and it, that's that's half the problem. Yeah, they reckon don't judge yourself against where someone else is today. Judge yourself against where you were yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and that's and and I watch your content all the time, mate. I mean, I very I don't watch a lot of people's contents specifically, but when yours comes up, I pay attention because I fuck I'm amazed about what you do. But that's which loops back into the action piece and the the full circle of like you know just just whether it's posting or doing work or even like Hato with photography, like. You know, we we get commissioned to do images. Um, that's my whole business, right? 
Um, and we've produced probably thousands over the last, you know, four years and only 10% at best are any good, like are really good. Um, and oh, Sorry, probably a good and then 1% are like really good. You know, and like the rest, uh, uh, some we would refer to in the industry as closet images. You would just never, you never put them out there. You you, you get paid to do them. You've got to do them. But if any of your clients are listening to this, they're going to be thinking, "Shit, which images was is he referring oh, to?" There's always, there's always some. They probably, they're there they for know. a reason, right? They're, 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 they're there for a reason. <laughs> but um, you know, I'm sure Hato, you'd have a lot of closet photos as well uh, of yourself. <laughs> takes yeah. a lot. He takes a lot of photos from the closets. <laughs> but Hato, Hato, how many pictures do you take on, say, a photo shoot, say a half day photo shoot, right? And how many Jesus would come Christ. out perfect? Like, uh if you okay, so put example, I did a big photo shoot for Fraser's property, right? We did a five-hour shoot with Matthew Pavlich, big uh, football star. Um, we got uh, that was four, five hours. We did five, three or four. Uh, we got six photos out of that. Um, how, how many like pics altogether? Oh, probably two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 1500 sort of thing um, oh, probably not that much actually for that shoot but you shoot uh, like a full day shoot depending on what it is if you uh, insured your finger you can get up to you know 2000 <laughs> um, 2000 photos yeah so like say for client uh, you shoot all day for them and you give them 100 images uh, my my emphasis is quality over quantity so you, you want to keep your set a little bit tighter to increase your quality um, so then it makes you look better, but you don't want to give them too little because then they don't feel value for money. So it's that real fine line of that commercial sort of uh, creating content. Uh, but Michael, I think you hit it the head on the uh, head on the nail. It's like where you're, you're put, yeah, that's one. <laughs> it's a you from a nail if you want. Yeah, that's one. Anyway, um, you're a sniper today, aren't you? I just <laughs> your your attention to I'm, detail. You should be a photographer. I, you have good attention to detail. I am today. not attention to language. <laughs> I'm an import, right? I was born outside of this country. English is a second language to me. But my aunt, my grandfather was a grammar teacher. Oh, very good. Yeah. Anyway, um, our perfection is much higher than the client's perfection. Um, and a lot of uh, creatives don't under, don't realise that. And that's one thing I learnt very early on. And I can put that... I, that's one of the reasons I reckon I've succeeded as a photographer in my industry is because I've known that and I understand that. So a lot of the time, you know, what you deem is not perfect, a lot of people are losing their shit over. Marco's terrible, right? Oh, full on. He he is full on. And he keeps on asking for advice. And I love watching his work. Um, but I don't, I don't know how to pick faults in it. He goes, you always just say you like it. So well, you keep sending it to me. <laughs> but the answer's volume, right? And that's the thing. You said it there, like, to get six photos, it's not some amazing creative who's taken nine and six are good. The answer is that you have to be confident and comfortable to Take the shots. continue yeah. doing the work. I guess Take it's the, the same shots. with the decisions. You probably make a hundred wrong decisions and two right ones. Mm. Conrad, they're all right, right? <laughs> no, I've Conrad made a fucking right. ton of wrong ones, man. <laughs> Jesus. I'm still driving around with 2002 Nissan Maximus. I've got kindly pointed out to me. No, I, I just, I've made a lot of wrong decisions. I just man. couldn't believe you were driving a V6 because for oh, fuel, fuel efficiency. Uh, but it, Why it do you think I moved to a full cylinder? Oh, I think it's three Mate, cylinder. Yours is, it's yours. I was going to say yours is a two cylinder. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's, it, but, but I embrace wrong decisions because, what, like I said, if, if it's not life and death, one or two things are going to happen, right? You're going to fight, you're going to go in a path that's wonderful and exciting and new, or have to re loop around and relearn a lesson that you should have learned 
from a previous situation. Where you have the opportunity to learn, whether oh. if you learn that lesson. Did I teach you that one yeah, as well? Yeah, you did. <laughs> what happens if it That's is... That's a Conradism. <laughs> a Conradism. Conrad- what happens Conrad- if it is life and death, Conrad? Choose life. <laughs> I like that. Train spotting. No, it's, it's wham, isn't it? Isn't that one of the wham things? The Choose t- life? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Choose life. Yeah, how do you guys find this shows up in the difference between producing work for clients versus working on your own business? Like Justin's example before about creating that artificial fire. I remember when I was back at school or university when they said the deadline is the 30th of December, you've got to get this assignment due. You'd get right up, right up to it, and then you can procrastinate no longer and you pump out some work. I think when you've got clients that have got expectations and you've got to do the work, it's easy to kind of, you know you have to do it. It's a lot harder to take those moments of kind of procrastination. It's accountability, bro. Marketing yeah. your own business or anything. But it's the plumber it's, with the dripping tap. It's accountability. Yeah, hold yourself accountable to what you're trying to achieve. But it's also the, I guess, even the vision piece or the goals. And I guess the vision can be a goal. Like um, I do a presentation. Um, uh, we do these uh, free sessions for young creatives who are coming through. And what I did through when I was learning the creative in my own time, I had these like mini goals. I wanted to get on the front page of this um uh, industry website like I just wanted my work like featured I there. thought you meant you on the front no, no your my work, work okay. my work so my, I wanted my work featured on that and like yeah, your work had to be good and so I kept doing projects and I'd have to you have to finish them to submit them to get rated so you know I had these and that was not the only one that I had and sure it was um, just for you know vanity or it didn't mean nothing I achieved it once I was like oh cool and I got a couple more I was like hey what was the point of that <laughs> that was stupid but it was a still a short-term vision or goal um, which held me accountable because there's nothing else to keep me accountable other than I wanted to get, you know, on the, the front page. So, like, for a creative project, I think setting up the guardrails and or um, having it looping back to... Booking to time in your diary. Yeah. yeah. You've got you've to be self-fucking-disciplined and accountable. You have to, otherwise you just fuck up. Like, if, the goal needs to be, I guess, um, big enough. Um, yeah, it has to. To, to, to do it but I still think in the day to day I still struggle with it when I feel like I think even Hato you said earlier on when you feel like it's not that important or it doesn't influence anything but the problem is is that it's the 1% each day that eventually it does and it bites you in the ass at some point later on I don't know like there's so many things where it's like like that was 10 minutes I should have done that two months ago you know, but, it was but, fucking ridiculous but if you want elite results you have to have that extreme accountability you have to have it. What are some yeah. practical tools to get to that extreme accountability? Do you think? Use your calendar as a yeah. Use your calendar. You let your calendar drive you. Your day to day. You slot your times out and commit to getting shit done. You know, you have to do it. Get it in front of your face. Get it in front of your face and, and drive your your actions. I mean, turning up and because we're all behavioural beasts, right? So how do we set the behaviours? So allow your calendar to drive you. Particularly if you want some great results and accountability as well, you know, putting well, thing, ca- putting things out there a little bit, sort of. Sure. Like you which, did which, with which the, is why I say to you lads, at the different stage, does your wife, does your wife know? Did your team know? You know, have you had those conversations? Because the more you put it out there, the more people are going to be able to hold you accountable. Not that you need it, but they're your external perimeter. That's your like your your barbed wire fences or your electrical fences in in, in reality. Because if you're going to take time from them to deliver a result, they should fucking know that you're delivering that result when you're not there. You're like the Berlin Wall, Conrad. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot softer than what I have been in my life, mate. But you've got to do it. You have to do it. You've done it. I've, you've done it. I've seen you do it. 
You've gotten a lot better over the years. That is Travis he's talking about. Yeah, the one that looks like God. What did he do? No, tra- Trav, Trav when, he first, when I've watched Trav's business evolve, but Travis has always had a very disciplined approach to business. It's gotten sharper as you've gotten busier and bigger because time, there's no more time in the world, right? You, everyone's got 24 hours. So it becomes how do you use your time? You know, our friend Dale is struggling with the moment because he's, you know, taken on his commitment to growing his social profile and this and the other, and he's dropping behaviours. And, and I circulated with him the video about, you know, the you know, the um, the marbles and the rocks and the golf balls and then the sand and then the water and how many things you can fit in. But in what order are you doing things? Yeah? All the little things yeah. in first, it just fills yeah, it up. Yeah, in a jar. Yeah. So, you know, what are the big things that are going to get the big results? Get them done. What are the hard things going to get the great results? Get them done. I like it. Gentlemen, this was a bit longer than the 10 minutes that Conrad predicted. I think I only spoke for 10 minutes in total. You. <laughs> Your time set by six. You, you spoke for 10 <laughs> minutes. You just transcended the information for the other half hour. Transcendence. So, um, yeah, look, great topic. Um, Thank you uh, to the true Mike Brown for your image. <laughs> um, I, I apologise for the author. Was it Amanda? Hug and kiss. Yeah. Amanda. Amanda. Do I you want have Amanda hug and kiss. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll link this up in the notes. And, uh, oh, I had it here. So if you're sitting on any big decisions, make it. Get, get, get your coin out. Flip a coin. Flip a coin, Flip a coin but you already know the answer, so don't worry about the worst case Amanda Abel. Amanda Abel. Excellent little uh, article. Thank you very much. Look, the coin is one thing, but also I, I swear by that plus minus, particularly if you're you making it. Count it. It's not a ledger. Mate, <laughs> particularly if you're talking about a, a group or a few people that want to make a decision together, it's a really good way to just quickly get on paper without getting into too much depth, just up or down, yes or no. And uh, it's a good way to, to discuss things and brainstorm. Or make it not, visual. Yeah, and it's not just all about you and your own decisions. Sometimes it's no. I get it. With you, I, I get that in that context yep. of a team and a brainstorm. I get that. Yep. So great episode, guys. Uh, I enjoyed my cider, which is a pleasant change from my last uh, drink that I brought. Was the uh, <laughs> Did you guys? <laughs> what was you, it? Uh, he, uh, the was root it beer. The root beer, which um, was, was it, uh, an interesting right. challenge. Did you guys watch Jamie Oliver when he used to travel around Italy in that? That van, that mobile cooking van. Where did you get this from? Because he had the name of the fucking van, which he cooked in, was called the Cock Inn. Like C O C K Inn. That's his dad's pub, isn't it? I think in the UK. Cock inside. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, relevance of that uh, last segment was incredible. (laughs) <laughs> I appreciate your input into the uh, closing ceremony of this episode, Conrad. The Make co- sure you review the us in. on all good platforms. What Thanks very they? much for joining us. Spotify. That's all we can say, right, Trump? Thanks <laughs> very much for joining us. Champagne. Hopefully we cut out the last 20 seconds. Champagne. See ya. Bye-bye. It's only 10 seconds. Not even. Bye. There was a joke in that. I've, I lost it. <laughs>